What is up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Sneaker Reselling 101 podcast with myself, Dylan Sanglin, of course, my partner, Dom. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother, once again. What's good, guys? We are up to episode number three, uh, and this is our first like little collab episode, so we're bringing on a guest today, but uh, I'll let Dylan introduce him in a second, so I'm glad to be back. Hopefully, this is our best episode yet. Yeah, 1,000%, guys, and we're super excited to to introduce one of our close friends, um, Sneaker Souffle, a.k.a. George. Uh, so, George, I'm excited to have you on today. Um, reason being is because, you know, Dom and I talk a, a lot about a lot of good stuff about you. Um, and we look at you as like our YouTube mentor. Right. So I feel like like the three of us combined can can provide a lot of value to those speaking today, especially if you want to grow your social media platforms. Um, and of course, having a, having a successful, consistently growing, uh, social media platform or platforms, uh, will definitely help you with your, with your resale business or just your businesses in general. So George, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, my man, and what you do and what you're good at, obviously we, we already know, but if, if anyone that doesn't know, go ahead and uh, let them know, bro. Yes, sir. First of all, honored to be on the podcast. You know, I've, uh, I've listened to all the episodes so far, so it's honored awesome. to be on here. Um, yeah, basically, I uh, run the page Sneaker Souffle, and I also uh, have a YouTube channel called George Torres. I upload a whole bunch of uh, sneaker content and a couple other things every now and then. But yeah, basically, that's what I do. Awesome, man. Awesome. And yeah, we're super excited to just strategize and, and talk about like your your beginning processes, um, which is very, very, very similar to what Dom and I are going through, because you know, yep. Dom, I think significantly, Dom has been growing a lot on YouTube. Dude, I've seen it. Yeah. YouTube is um, crazy. You know, so I'm very excited to just talk about your starting process and things that she went through and things that not only Dom and I can expect, but anyone listening can expect as well. You know, so if you want to go ahead and like, let us know, like when you started this whole process in this whole, in, in this whole journey, specifically on YouTube. I definitely want to talk about that first. Dude, okay, where do I even start, bro? YouTube, I've been I've been familiar with YouTube since I've been like ten years old, bro. Like <laughs> I was around YouTube when like Smosh was popping off. I don't know if you guys know what Smosh is. But it was like one of those huge YouTube channels when YouTube was first starting. Um, I have no idea. I've never heard about Smosh. Dom, have you? Yeah, dude. It's no, this dude. Was like I'm, 10, I'm this is like ten years ago. Yeah, this is like ten years ago when YouTube was really popping off, Jeez. or like just starting, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I recorded a few videos on my uncle's computer one day. You know, just talking. I was home from mm-hmm. school. Um. And then yeah, dude, just talked to a camera for like twenty minutes, and then he uploaded those videos onto YouTube, and they're still on YouTube to this date. Damn. Um, that's and dope. Then, yeah, that's how the that's how the YouTube journey started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I remember talking to to George about this, and um, I think I even told Dom. But I remember when when I started my YouTube, and I used to like record content of me getting autographs from like NBA players mm-hmm. and baseball players. I think I think that would be, I, but I deleted it all. So, um, you know, I wish I would have had that up right now, especially like me trying to like continuously grow my youtube platform and all the other platforms as well yeah that's just one of the reasons i love youtube so much it's just like it's like videos of your life you can just go back and watch and you can just see how much you've grown from them right so it's like a it's like a scrapbook yeah 
Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. So what is what what are things that you personally went through like like positively and negatively? Um let's start with I kind of want to start with like the negatives first and then like we'll we'll like progressively like get into the positive things that you that you learned through the YouTube process. I mean negative. It de- it really it depends what you call negative. Like like there's uh, let, let me let me kind of like describe things that I'm going through right now. Okay. Right? Yeah. And, Give me a better idea. I know, I know Dom's going through this too. So like, hold up. I feel like I could. So so I could. I'll I'll explain like what I'm going through, and then like Dom, like if you want to like like go go after that, like just for continue. Sure. Um. So for me, what I'm going through right now is for a good like a good amount of time, right? Like I posted a video. Thing it had like five thousand views, which is like my third highest performing video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like you, you've told me multiple times, and like I already know that I shouldn't like focus on the on the data or the analytics, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> but yeah, so I posted I posted a video, and like it got like five thousand views, and I gained like two thousand around like two thousand subscribers after that video because I also posted another video after that, which got like four thousand. I posted another mm-hmm. video after that, three thousand, um, and then after that, I started posting short shorts content. Yeah. And after I started doing that, like obviously, like I, I'll still be posting like the long term content, but then like my 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 views and like everything else would like dramatically like go down and slow down. So like I think I posted a vi- a, a shorts video like four hours ago, five hours ago, and it only has like seventeen views. Like, is that something that you personally went through? So not like how, short how did you like and how did you like um like resolve it? I would say. So not in like the shorts aspect. I've never dabbled in shorts, but I definitely I definitely know what that feels like. So like high school, either junior or senior. I don't remember exactly the time frame, but around there, um, I had a video pop off that had like two million views. Um, mm. and I was like, bro, this is it. This is this is my ticket out. And um, so like I like I first of all. I got starstruck. I would just kept on watching the numbers grow. And that's one of the things I want to put out there. Like, don't get starstruck when you get your first video that pops off. Don't like just watch the views go up. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a mistake I made the first time. Okay. So it probably wasn't until like two, maybe three months after that video did really well that I posted a video after that. Mm. And that's like one of my biggest regrets to this day. So um, it went from 2 million views. And then the next video after that got like a decent amount, like 16,000. And then it just slowly progressed down into like, um, like the 400, 300 range. Dang. Yeah. So, so that you, is, you, go ahead. Don. I was going to say, that's one of the things that's like part of this social media hustle is like, sometimes when you're really going off, you feel like you can sit back and watch it, right. which, which I know I'm sure you felt that, but like when you sit back and watch it and watch all the comments and like you, and you really need more likes and more views and stuff i feel like that puts you out of a position to succeed in the future so like that's one of the things i really focus on is like not like i'll I'll check in like once or twice a day but delete all my apps after i post but um (laughs) one of the things about this hustle is like when you're popping you got to try to like ride the wave when you can ride the wave exactly that's exactly the word i was looking for and just like keep posting and keep building it and like just build up your brand as much as you can while you're hot because it it, like it comes it will die out yeah it comes and goes yeah and it dies out and if you're consistent with it it'll come back at some point and then it'll go at some point again like it just it really does come in waves no matter what size you are which is kind of a weird thing 
Yeah, not to throw shade, but, like, look at all the sneaker YouTubers that were popping back in, like, 2016, 2017. Like, look at them now. Like, right. barely, they're barely pulling, like, 20,000 views a video. Wow. It just shows yeah. you, like, you got you to gotta be able to adapt, too. That's huge. Because mm-hmm. you got to think about it. The people that are watching you, they're, they may be 15 right now. Um, in four years, they'll be 19. Like, I'm sure there was stuff that you were interested in when you were 15 that you don't find amusing anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. people change. Um, you just have to learn to adapt. So I'm still trying to figure that out too. Like I'm trying to figure out content that I can adapt with time. Like, will it still be here? Will it still be relevant in like three, four, five years? You know what I mean? Right. Right. I've, I've thought of that. What are your, what are both of you guys, what are your thoughts on creating content within your YouTube? That's not sneaker related. I know Dylan, you're doing that with your, with your basketball stuff, like going out and playing and recording it. But what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, oh, my fault, my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, for me personally, like, I, I think I, I, I think I want to start making content that is very, very helpful. And again, like what George said, useful for like audience or like resellers or just business owners overall. Um, like I want to talk about different things that like, like what, what are you supposed to do when you, when you make your first $20,000 in your business? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you have to file taxes, you have to, you know, go through all this stuff. Um, another thing too, is like things that you can expect when you're, when a video goes viral, when, or, you know, I want to, I want to start like delving into like different niches because later on down the road, like, for example, like just, just off today, right. I had a problem with my GoPro and um, I know that a lot of other people would have the same problem. So I looked it up on YouTube and like the first, the first video that popped up was like, answer, answered my, answered the problem that I was, that I was having right away. So I was like, dang. And I clicked on the video. The video had like over a million views and I'm like, dang, you know, later on down the road, like YouTube is, is a platform where it'll it'll show you videos that you that you personally made like three years ago four years ago a year ago and um it will show up on your recommended now whereas instagram let's just say you post on your story or you post on your feed your feed like it'll probably it'll probably show you know it'll, it'll probably like pop up on on your on your main feed or on your uh on your feature page on your explore page like probably like a few weeks ago or like a few days ago but it you know it wouldn't it wouldn't show like like years and years in year in years ago you know what i mean like i saw a tiktok video and um they were talking about like youtube being like digital real estate like where you just post it once like you you basically like pay an employee once which is like posting basically on youtube and then like it'll work for you forever so um, I definitely want to start making like content that is very helpful and and enter and entertaining to like not only um, you know the sneaker audience but like uh, uh, the audience is like like the entrepreneurial niche mm-hmm. per se you know. So go ahead, George. If you wanna if you wanna go off of that too, bro. Like, what do you what do you think about that? What do I think about that? Can you say the question again, bro? I'm sorry, I, I blinked for a second. You're good. I mean, <laughs> you're good. I mean, anything from like, what do you think of creating content outside of the sneaker niche or like, like oh, okay, pushing yeah. past your current boundaries? And even like, what are you thinking about in terms of adapting on YouTube? Okay, so that's what I wanted to say. Um, 
I want to be able to create a platform, not a platform, but like um, an audience where they watch me for me. Like I could post anything I wanted to mm-hmm. and I would still be able to, you know, have those consistent mm-hmm. people because they watch me. They watch the video for me, not right. for what the video is about. You know what I mean? Right. Like that. Yeah. So I'd like- rather, I'd rather be like on a five-year grind of just like slowly growth instead of like maybe one, two videos go viral and I blow off over that. You know what I mean? Because right. you see, you see it a lot nowadays with TikTok. People are overnight successes, and they mm-hmm. burn out in three, four months, and no one knows their name, and mm-hmm. they're lost after that because they can't recover because they've just hit such a high peak. It'd be hard to, you know what I mean, right? To do it again. So I just think like, you know, you gotta gotta think for the long term, and um, I just feel like personality is huge when it comes yeah. to creating content. And like I, I've kind of seen that too. I've seen like where where people would do super super well on TikTok, um, but then like you go to their their Instagram and then and like they're not utilizing or you know it, they're not they're not using like the trickle down effect, like where you where you like bring your audience to Instagram, then bring your your audience to to YouTube. Like, what do you think about that too? Like, exactly. I know I know like a lot of like Viners back then. Um, you know, a lot of them just were on the app for Vine. And then yeah. you know, they didn't focus on their YouTube. They didn't focus on their Instagram. So, like, what do you think about that? <clears throat> yeah, like I said, a lot of people just stayed for the videos they made, not for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look at the people that survived from Vine. Like, I mean, not a great example, but, like, King Batch. Um, he was huge on Vine and managed to convert it into Instagram. And now I'm, I think he's doing, like, net, Netflix shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And like Cody Ko, um, David Dobrik's one of them that transitioned really well because of his personality. Yeah. And look at him. He's one of the biggest YouTubers. Right. On the platform right now. Right. Right. So, yeah. Um, and then we, we were we were also talking about um, Dom. So it's Dom's turn to actually talk about like negative things that he's been going through. And we could also like then we're going to transition to the positive. So I want to go back to that subject as well. Yeah, for so sure. Go ahead and uh, explain that. So I'm going off limited data because like I've said probably in the last podcast and this one, I try to check my analytics as little as possible, which is interesting because I used to do the opposite. Like I'd post a video and I'd be like checking like, oh, it's like my click through rate high enough or like, oh, am I getting (laughs) enough watch time? Like trying to think of how I can make my like hack the algorithm to get more views. And now I'm just like, I just want to make content for fun that I enjoy, put it out and hope other people enjoy it. But when I have looked, um, I recently monetized my channel, which Again, I think I talked about that on this podcast too, but I had some like 11,000 watch time hours, maybe like close to 15, like in that like 11 to 15,000 range and almost 4,000 subs. And it wouldn't let me monetize, which in case you're listening and you don't know, I I was way over the required limits. So I was like (laughs) really excited when all of a sudden YouTube told me I was allowed to monetize. So I did it. And I've just noticed since then, like, uh, you you made a really cool point about digital real estate. I was really feeling that with my stuff in the short term. It was yeah. like I put out shorts months ago that were still paying dividends today with like yeah. getting tens of thousands of views on a daily basis and just continuing to build up my YouTube. And I checked the other day after I monetized and it was like my impressions and my views on my short content fell off a cliff like the day I monetized, which is crazy. Yeah. And and it, it went, it, it occurred over like a two day stretch and I haven't checked today. I assume it's more of the same, but um, that was just something that was frustrating. I know that happened when TikTok first announced the monetization and everyone was like, well, like 
if I monetize, are they going to give me less? Like, are they going to push my content out less? Cause now they have to pay me. And in my case, I think it's possible that's going on. Like, I don't want to jump to conclusions cause it's been like three days and I'm not watching that closely, but it seems like they're, they, they're pushing my stuff out less since I monetized. Um, who knows though? Right. Yeah. I, I want to speak on that real quick. Cause um, I have had a few videos that do extremely well. Um, and I, you know, I know what you're talking about. Like you get the consistent, like 50 subscribers a day and a couple thousand views or whatever. And, yeah. uh, but it then it just seems to just completely fall off the face of the planet. I don't know why they do that. Um, it honestly, I, I feel like it might just be a coincidence type of thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I've honestly, I've never heard of it. Of like, once you get monetized that your, your views just fall off. Hmm. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. It's it's tough to say. Like I'm I'm not here saying it can't be a coincidence, but it's just such yeah. weird timing. Cause it's been like <laughs> even even when I wasn't posting that much YouTube, like from my YouTube content from months earlier, like I've been gaining like like a hundred subscribers a day for months now. And it just stopped. It just stopped like as soon as I monetized. So super weird timing. But I could weird. see it being a coincidence because I've never heard that either. And it seems like, you know, if YouTube were to do that, people would catch on pretty quick and get pretty pissed. Yeah. So like I don't I don't necessarily think that's what's going on, but like you said, it's it's weird timing. Yeah, it is. Right. So, yeah, man, that that's that is definitely weird. So, like, what are like for anyone's listening? What do you guys think is like the solution to that problem? Obviously, like number one thing would just be to continue posting, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think that's the only answer. You gotta trust the process, like. If you yeah. enjoy if you enjoy the content you put out if you finish creating it and you feel like it's good content and then you post it it's all you can do you know like yeah, take, really. take pride and put your energy into the creative process or you know whatever you want to call it and then let the results play out 1000 percent. yeah also if you focus on the numbers too much it'll start to like affect the way you make videos like say you yes. see a video do really well you're going to try to recreate that over and over and over just to try to recreate the success you got um, right. And it's also stopping you from creating something new that could also do even better than that one. Yeah. So I just feel like, yes, it's important to look at all the numbers every now and then because like um, some people do pay their bills off of YouTube and stuff like that. But um, it also, in a way, stops you from like creating new type of stuff. Yeah, I feel like I feel like seeking results just takes away from creativity. I've I've heard people like explain that better, but there's just like, there's a give and take. And it's like, when you're just, when you're just creating, trying to get results, it's harder to like be creative. I don't know. Exactly. I was telling Dylan, just throw a whole bunch of stuff at the wall and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I want to go off of that. So on my personal podcast on all things Dylan Sangway, um, I was talking about like my plan. So uh, I think I, I think I made that podcast like a few days ago. So um George gave me a goal of reaching 10k subs by August 2021. So that's like a, like like a month and a half roughly from now. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see if we can reach it. So basically basically the goal is and like I kind of imp- like I kind of implemented um something that Dom told me too. Dom was like just post like five shorts a day. Just like schedule it out five shorts a day. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do like roughly like try to try to do like five shorts a day. Um, and then within that time frame, I'm also going to try to post like at least once or twice, like of the, of the longer form 
content on there like every week. So let's see how that plays out. <laughs> yeah. Since then, I've probably gained like 30 subscribers, which is like obviously okay, right. not that bad. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's, solid, in, solid. it's in the process. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with the shorts for like all three of us is we just have so many hours of short content already created. So it's like, yeah. You can just fuck around and test, you know? And that's what I was telling Dylan, like, just because that's what I tried. Like, just take a bunch of the shit you already made and throw it at the wall. Like, that's how I thought about it. Yeah. So yeah. one thing I wanted to talk to you, Dom, about shorts mm. is do you think, say you, you just blew off strictly up uh, off of shorts. Do you think they would stick around and watch your regular videos um, the same as they would if they found, like, a regular, like, 10-minute video from you? Um. Depends that's, how on, well you... that's honestly that's one of the reasons I don't do shorts is because I feel like it would um, affect like the the viewer duration of like a regular video. Oh, okay. So I have two answers to that. First of all, in the short term, like yeah, I think it will affect the viewer duration. Like if somebody comes over from a short and they go onto your page and see the rest of your stuff and they're in that short mentality, they mm-hmm. might just watch one of your longer videos for thirty seconds, right? And you can you can yeah. try to like think about how that affects the algorithm. Like it might not be good. It, it might not matter. I'm not really sure the answer to that. But yeah, I think I think that that's true. But on the flip side, I think what you said earlier about riding the wave, it's the exact same thing with the shorts, right? So like if you have a short pop off for 100,000 and your videos okay. are getting about 500 views, which is basically the position I was in. And then, but you put out a bunch of long content also when you're in that stretch, a certain percentage of those people who you're getting the exposure from, from the short are going to watch your long content and actually just fuck with, your long form stuff too, and then be a sub and, and a, and a, you know, consistent viewer for a long time coming. So, okay. I yes think about no. like that. Yeah. So I'm actually like pretty curious. Like, I don't, I don't know if George, I don't know if you want to test it out, but like, I want to know. Cause like, like you said, your goal was to one day have people subscribe or just mess with your content because it's you. Right. Yeah. So like, I'm curious, like if you want to post a shorts, Right, your videos do really, really well. By the way, guys, just want to let you guys know that George has like over thirty thousand subscribers. So, oh yeah, George is balling. If you don't know, he's a a very credible source. (laughs) (laughs) Making me blush. So, anyway, um, yeah, I want to know, like, if if you were to actually post a shorts, like, let's just say tomorrow or like within like next few days, like, what would what 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 would be the result? Like, Loki, that would be dope. That would actually like find out. You know, that that could actually be a separate like see I'm look at me just throwing out ideas to my boy George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and, and we got <laughs> we got to run it back and talk about the results. It has to be yeah, it could fact, be a whole thing. Ex- exactly. You could talk about the results on another YouTube video. Like that would be lit. I, I wanna see like like what would be the results Ooh. of of that? Like would your would your YouTube channel like Honestly, grow? I've thought know? about it. I've thought about it, but not posting it on my main channel. Just posting all my videos from TikTok and making like a separate like oh, a separate channel. YouTube channel. Got yeah. you. Got you. And then see yeah, what happens. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I think I think you gotta put it on the same one. Yeah. And because <laughs> because I think it gets so one dimensional. Like a YouTube channel <laughs> with only shorts just doesn't seem right to me. I don't know. It'd be the same thing as a TikTok page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And like 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 um you know people people would want to like watch. 30 second videos or one minute videos on tiktok because that's like the main platform of watching it i don't know bro i'm just i'm not a shorts person bro like <laughs> i feel that i, I, I see, understand I that. see what youtube's doing but like 
like realistically like who goes on youtube and and looks for short form content you know yeah. what i mean like that's yeah. what you have like instagram and tiktok for exactly like, i feel like youtube's for like the people that want like a little bit more substance out of their videos yeah and i, I respect... maybe i'm just an old head mentality because <laughs> i've been in, on youtube for so long but yeah i feel that like, same thing with like story posts on youtube too like i just feel like it's a little weird too <laughs> but i do like the the um how you can make like a like a like a blog post type of thing on YouTube. I do like that feature. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that too. Like a Facebook type vibe, or like yeah. a Twitter type vibe. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. But yeah, man, I think I think that'll be pretty dope to like actually like <laughs> see and find out. Like I don't know. I just want to put that idea out there, bro. I think I think that'd be pretty cool. Because because I know I know a YouTuber that actually did it, and like they were like breaking down their analytics. And um, mm. it was pretty interesting. It was kind of all over the place. I didn't really like, I couldn't really like understand like the whole, I kind of have to, I had to like watch it twice for me to like kind of understand it better. But for your channel specifically, like I want to know, like if you, if you were to actually just throw up a shorts on YouTube, on your channel, like I, I know that it wouldn't like really mess it up. Just like, I would kind of like try to announce something on your, what if you like kind of announce something on your blog post? Like, all right, I'm just going to test something out within, like, this next few days and yeah. see what happens. You I want to know what the CPM is on shorts. Um, like, how, uh, how much are people making off of shorts? So it's actually it's actually pretty crazy because they actually just – they say that they're giving away, like, a billion dollars or something like that. Or around, oh. like – yeah, they're giving away a billion dollars to, like, um, people that post shorts. So – you know they're really trying to push it out. They're really trying to push out the short, the shorter uh, form content on on YouTube for sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. So yeah. I don't know. It, it might be something to think about. I I, under, I understand. I understand the feeling of wanting to do just the longer stuff because it's like more your vibe. Because that's how I was feeling when I first started going hard on YouTube. But the shorts, yeah. the shorts. Like Dylan said, I'd be interested to see what would happen and you already have the content made. So mm-hmm. that's why it would be kind of cool. But I also feel like not really wanting to mess with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what I am working on though is like getting all my videos um into like TikTok format or like short format. Yeah. Um yeah. And like my, bringing, my bringing taking... the quality from YouTube from to TikTok. So, like, taking clips from YouTube and posting them on TikTok type of thing? Yeah, well, me and my editor talked about it because he has all the files saved already. So, he'd just, like, touch oh. up the videos like, a little bit and just make them more TikTok-y, if that makes sense. Yeah. So Damn, I'm, I want I'm, an editor who does that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been doing the same thing right now because I've been – so like what I've been doing, I've just been taking like the raw footage that I that I um that I take at like these events or like whenever I go out to make mm-hmm. content, like the longer form, and then like I would chop it up into like TikTok form because because as you guys know now, you could post three minute like the longest like three minute videos on TikTok that now, which is nice. which is pretty dope. So oh, you know, have you experimented with that yet? Yeah, I have, and like like for example, oh, I'm going, I'm, I'm going I don't I don't know if you guys watched the the series that I started like when I did a series at SneakerCon where I was like, when I started with $25 and I'm working my I way up. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I posted two parts of that. And like the first one I think is at like 300,000 
and then the second one's like Ooh, like five hundred thousand. It's like it's going pretty crazy on TikTok right now. And these are multiple. These are multi-minute videos. Yes, each? and it, it's over like a minute uh, each, bro. It's pretty crazy. Like like for me if, personally, I thought that people wouldn't watch till the end, but like they're doing right. really really well. What wow. if TikTok is trying to push the long content the same way that YouTube and Instagram are trying to push the short? I'm like, pretty sure like, they are. Yeah, I think they might be. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a fuck with that with because my my event content's gonna be just like what you said. I'm gonna be making obviously a couple of featured YouTube videos, one maybe two, but then trying to chop it into as much TikTok content as possible. I right. might have to mess with the longer ones a little bit. So yeah, like TikTok's the place I can just mess around and test stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you don't really care like if it flops or not. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't really care less <laughs> on TikTok. Right. Right. So. If, if any of you guys listening right now want to do the same with your YouTube content, um, I would, I, for me personally, I would recommend the, the app called InShot. So with InShot, you can, um, you could download like videos in YouTube form, Instagram form, um, or obviously TikTok form. And then once you, once you go, once you click on the TikTok form, you could zoom into the video so that it can actually like get the full screen of like a, like an actual TikTok video, which is really dope. And then you can, um, you can put like different, uh, different texts within the, within the, um, the video as well. So I think uh, that that's, that's what I've been doing for my, for my, um, for some of my TikTok videos and they've been doing really, really well. Is this episode sponsored by InShot? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, bro. Like, not yet. Yeah, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> InShot, if you guys are watching this. Exactly. Exactly. Or listening to it. Throw, yeah, throw give, some give me, this way. Yeah, give me the give me the premium service. <laughs> yeah, you guys just got a, a one minute ad for free. Easy for easy. for all for all eleven listeners. <laughs> yep. Dude, that can convert. Yeah, facts. It no, could. Bro. It could. Soon, sooner or later, it's gonna be it's gonna be a mil a million listeners. Oh yeah, we're we're gonna build it up. It's just funny to you know, <laughs> <laughs> throw that out there. Yeah, bro. so so stay tuned. In shot, you you hear this early early promo in our in our early stages. <laughs> but but Dylan, have you messed with have you messed with creating TikTok out of the GoPro device? I mean, I know this is a little technical, but I keep talking yes. about it on on yes. the GoPro on the GoPro. You get more verticality on your yes. videos than you would on a phone. So it's yeah. long enough. It's long enough for a YouTube and tall right. enough for a TikTok. So then you don't even need to mess with InShot. You can just yes. do it in your own editing before you post it exactly. on different platforms. Just cut it into different ways. You, you already know. Yeah, and, and, I, and I love that too. Actually, actually, it's great that you brought that up. I actually posted my first GoPro TikTok video and then I'm in oh, the works yeah, of- dude. Yeah, I'm in the works of um, posting my, my first like longer form content from my GoPro. So I, I, I finally did like my first TikTok video, which is uploaded right now on the TikTok. And then- um i'm gonna edit my my youtube video that i that i just recorded on the gopro today so shout out to you guys you guys inspired me to do that that's pretty dope like the gopro is clutch though the hero i have the hero 8 because uh george told me like it was like prime day yeah prime day i got that you got it got it for a steal a steal yo would you would you get it for 280 280 bro but but, not bad uh, not bad I want to give a quick shout out to my girlfriend though, because she she um she you know she wanted to invest in the process, so she um, she was like just give me a quick she's like just give me two hundred I think in total everything was like around like three fifty she's like just just give me two hundred I was like all right bet that I appreciate you I appreciate That's you dope. That's super dope. yeah man that it, it came with everything too it came with um the head strap I don't think I'm ever gonna use that though <laughs> I got the I got the chest mount right and then 
the SD card, the charger, and like, you know, came with a lot of stuff that, that that's going to help me with, um, with this whole YouTube game, which is, I'm very, very excited. I, I really, really love the GoPro. So GoPro, me if you want to sponsor us, by the way, let us know. Oh my God, please. <laughs> so one of the questions I want to ask you guys is when do you, when, when, when do you guys see yourselves making the transition from editing the videos yourself to like an editor? Dude, you know what I want? Or, so or do you bad. ever never see yourself transitioning from that? Dude, I want first of all, I need to be making some dough to do this, like more than I'm making <laughs> now. But but I want like an assistant who's just like a Swiss army knife, like a little bit of graphic design, a lot of editing, mm. a lot of shoe cleaning, like somebody who can just fill the gaps of like the shit that I don't really want to do, or the shit that's more like <laughs> repetitive. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because like yeah, because if I could just if I could just go to these events this weekend. And then come home, dump all the files to my guy, and then have him, you know, create all the content on all the platforms, then clean all the shoes from those events. And then I just have to, like, sell it and, like, do my thing and have somebody else cutting up everything. Like, that'd be insane. So that's, that's, that's like, right there. I know it is. So that's, <laughs> no, that's really, that's really what I'm thinking about is, like, just keep building and building and building until I'm making enough to hire someone full time like that, you know, and pay them, like, pay them well and just build it out. So that's, that's my thought. Um, I mean, like for me, I, I already like delved into that. I had an editor, you know, but the only thing is like, it wasn't really efficient for me. Like, don't get me wrong. I love my editor. He's a great guy. I love him. But at the same time too, like, you know, it again, it wasn't efficient for my time. It really wasn't like, like the edits were good, but they weren't like, you know, George Torres good. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Yeah. Set a high bar. So I mean, you know, you you you've, I mean you guys you guys have I hope you guys like watched at least like one of the videos that he edited. I'm pretty sure you guys did, but yeah, I, have, I, have. I, I did. I saw the one that popped off. Yeah. So I mean you, you guys could you guys um, could just judge that. Judge it by that. But do you feel like chemistry is really important if when someone's editing your video? I was gonna say that one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Yes. So. Yes, yes, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. I think so too. That's why that's um that's why I just have such a good uh um relationship with my editor and why I value him so well. Like if he if he upped his price like tomorrow, I would pay it gladly. Even though I probably wouldn't be making <laughs> any money on my videos, mm-hmm. but just like to keep the chemistry there, because he just he knows what I want. I don't even have to tell him anything. I literally send him the clips and I get it back in a couple of days. Mm, that's crazy and how okay how did you build that was it just like a good match where like his editing style matched the style you wanted for your video or did you just communicate a lot early on and you just got in sync and now it's just done dude honestly like not even he just knew from the beginning damn yeah because i I can i can tell your shit's edited like so cleanly to what you're doing like it just when you said the chemistry thing like it clicked because i I can see that in your videos for sure yeah yeah so i'm just I want to keep him around as long as possible. Caesar, if you're watching this, bro, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's love right there. Yeah, yes, bro. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's my boy. Yeah, man. That's, dope. that's definitely dope for sure. And, like, again, going back to, like, when I had my editor, like, I mean, I think how – mu- how, how much are you paying your editor right now, George, if you don't mind? Uh, $80 a video. Yeah, so I think I was paying my editor, like, 40 to 50 a video which is like not i mean it, it, i mean it's not that bad but at the same time too for like the edits like it wasn't like crazy per se yeah. you know 
I, I've mm-hmm. told my dude, like, once I start, like, if I can make this, like, full, full-time, like, make really good money on it, like, I told him mm-hmm. I'd be more than happy giving him more than, like, half of what I'm making off of it just yeah. to, like, have him, you know? Because yeah. I'd still be making shoe money and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I want to just keep him around. Right, right. And, like, YouTube money is just all passive. Like, it doesn't, it, you know, you really don't have to do much after you post a video and edit it and all that stuff, you know? Well, I mean, it depends how much you put into it. Because some people do spend a lot of money on their videos. Right. And right. it would be nice to get to a point where, like, you're making a lot of money off of videos where you can have, like, a budget, you know, to kind of just, like, do stuff on the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that'd be dope. Yeah, that is dope. So, I mean, like, going back to your question, for now, again, like, I already experienced, like, I already experienced the, the editor um, thing. But for right now, I kind of want to, like, I, I kind of want to get well at editing myself yeah. first so that later on down the road like let's just say um you know i wanna i wanna edit because i do i'm in, i'm gonna be honest i do enjoy editing my own videos right now because I, I i wanna i wanna be able to like look back and like take out the things that i don't like and then keep the things that i do like you know because sometimes with an editor they'll they'll take things that 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 you that you liked out and then they'll right you know they'll keep everything that you that you didn't like in so yeah it's that chemistry yeah exactly exactly Exactly. so i mean again i want to i kind of want to just i want to stick to my own process first because i I, i'm i'm very very early at this stage i only have like what five thousand subscribers so once once i start making good good amount of income from youtube and once i start growing a a lot more on youtube then i'm going to upgrade everything i'm going to upgrade the camera upgrade the editing skills upgrade you know again i'll I'll probably get an editor too so right now i'm just i'm just having fun i'm really having fun with the process trying to trying to um experiment like overall with all my platforms yeah i feel like it's extremely 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 important to know how to edit your own videos especially if you want to take it to a point where like it's like you're making good bread off of it because like you'll be at a point one day like maybe not but um like you're gonna have to edit your own video like someone won't be able to you know it just won't work with Mm -hmm. the time schedule so i feel like it's extremely important to like understand how everything works before you go full time and just like th- throw all your clips to an editor. Uh-huh. Got it. Got are it. you are you as skilled as your editor is, George, or can you just like kind of hold your so, own if he's gone? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm up there with him because he, dude, he's like on another level. Like he's, he's <laughs> yeah. got a lot of stuff in his bag. I, yeah. in my peak, I was probably seventy percent of what he can do. Mm. Like maybe two two years ago, back in your prime. Yeah, back in back when I used to edit, to edit everything yeah. myself. But like push came to shove, I could definitely edit. A li- yeah, I could. I could definitely do it. Yeah, you could hold but it. But it just—it's so time-consuming. Yeah, it is. It, it it's is insane. <laughs> it really is, especially with also cutting the TikTok content now too. Like you yes. were saying, you were gonna do, and I know Dylan's doing too. Is like, it's just like that much more. Like you finish, like for my Kobe's video, I finished like the 10, 12 hours of editing, and mind you, I just like cut and stitch it together like i ain't even doing like transitions and fancy stuff like i spend yeah. the 10 to 12 hours on that and then it's like another yeah. 10 to 12 hours of busting out all the tiktok content maybe not Dude. quite that much time but yeah. it's a grind you have yeah. no idea how tedious some of the stuff like putting effects in and stuff is oh, it's just like sure. frame frame that by frame one. click by click <laughs> like two inches away from your computer screen just staring yeah. at it i'm already knowing like that's crazy like I'm doing the same thing as Dom, and like I, I, I personally feel like for me, I'm just doing the, the crop and chop, and I'm just 
put in a few texts in there and then I'm mm-hmm. good. Like I put I'll few I'll put a few picture and picture in there, like I'm and then I'm good. Like I'll just post yeah. it after. Like a lot but, of people like the raw type of content. Yeah. I actually yeah. I, I for me personally I enjoy it. I mean yeah. I know a lot of other people do well with that form of content. So you know yep. yeah, a ton of people. Mm-hmm. A thousand yep. percent. And I think I think that speaks to sticking to like your own vibes instead of trying to do what's gonna hit. Like, mm-hmm. because I, you know, me and Dylan talk about this a lot. Like, you have a different style than us, and you execute it, and it's and it's really good stuff. And it's like, I could try to match that style, and at times I've tried to do more stuff where I'm being more creative on the editing side. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think that's my thing. So, like, yeah, I think just really leaning into the raw content for me personally mm-hmm. might be my best play. And I think that's just like a key. Yeah, exactly. Got it, got it. But yeah, man. Doing your doing your own thing is extremely important. Not just trying to piggyback off of someone else. Like For you sure. see someone else doing well, just you can copy it to an extent, but like you know, put your own little flair on it. Yeah, yeah. I think you want to take inspiration, but you want to do it your way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That that's what I caught myself doing early when I was doing YouTube years ago. Is I would try to copy people too much to try to get myself a little bit of traction. Hmm. So I'm glad I went through all those growing pains early in my life. Okay. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a I have a quick question. Like, is there other is there other things that you personally like record or things that are mandatory like when you when you record content, like is there something like that's super mandatory that you have to do? Or like you just go off off the bat, like you just Whatever, whatever you go through, whatever you're like going through, whatever you experience, like at the event or like whenever you're creating content, you know what I mean? Like, is there something mandatory? Like, for example, if you were to go to like SneakerCon and you were like recorded, like, is there something mandatory that you had to record during that during that time frame or no? Um, most of the time, no. But this next SneakerCon, I'm, I have a list of stuff I want to record there, so I'll probably record mm. like three three videos out there. Would okay. you Would you break down the list here? Or are you saving that? Um, I have a few. I have one left that's still kind of like, you know, pending whether or not I'm going to do it. So I want to do a hundred dollars to $10,000 video there. I'm just like mm-hmm. kind of spending what I have there. Um, I want to do like, um, like a trading challenge to see how much I can do. Kind of like what you did, Dylan. Um, <laughs> doing that, that, yeah, that, that idea is still up in the air. Um, there was another one. I can't remember it off the dome, but no, oh, yeah, like... it's a regular cash out. Yeah, cause cause what I did at in Seattle was I did a regular cash out, cause obviously like George knows like it wasn't like a super big event like SneakerCon, yeah. um. So what I did was I just did a cash out video, and then after that like I did like who has like the best drip in in Seattle. So George is in that video, Rob is in that video, Tyler is in that video. There's a lot of there's a lot of um TikTokers in that video. Sheck is in that video as well. So I'm going to be uploading that video tomorrow. So when I go to another event like SneakerCon or Dunk Exchange or whatever, I want to try to record multiple videos. I think that would be, I think that would be dope. Mm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause you could, like what George said, you could make multiple videos at one event. You don't have to just make a a, a cash out video. You could literally make a cash out video. Then you could make, um, you know, turning a dollar into a thousand dollars video. Um, you could do interviewing different people on, you know, what what kind of like like 
rating their fits and like how much their fit costs. Yeah, just come yeah. with a plan and you'll be good. Exactly, exactly. Because you know, especially when you travel too, like you want to be able to make the most out of like make the most out of the out of the event, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because for me, and I know for a lot, for all of us, we 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 are we are always looking for like different steals and different sneakers so that we can make profit and actually pay and make and have that pay for the event. But another perspective that we also got to like take in is our content also pays us too. Like on TikTok, it pays us on YouTube. It pays us. Right. And then from there, like we, we grow our platforms on there. Then, you know, brand deals will start our, well, brand deals will start paying us because our, our content is dramatically growing. Our our pages are grammatically growing. Right. So Mm -hmm. instead of just doing cash up video, start doing like other videos as well and like see how that fits in your in your content yeah i like that i'm gonna think about that one because i was thinking for this weekend like having a backup plan right like if if the if the deals aren't good like what kind of video can i go into but i think it's even i think it's even better because like yeah you know in my i don't i haven't gone to a lot of events yet so this will, this is kind of new for me but in my experience so far usually most of my purchases come in the first couple of hours and then when the event gets more crowded and a lot of the skills are already off the board, like the, the rest of the time there is usually pretty slow, but yeah, you yeah. could kind of, you could kind of cash out for two to three hours and then transition into a new concept for the video. That'd be really making the most out of like every single event. Yeah, that would be 1000%, 1000%. And yeah, that, that'll, that'll be more adequate, especially like, especially if, if you want to actually like pay for the event, <laughs> you know, cause, um, <laughs> Yeah. Some of these events could be costly, especially if you're if you're traveling, because um, yeah. sometimes the event will will cover your your travel, or you know you have an event like SneakerCon where you have, where you have to pay for everything because SneakerCon is a bigger platform. Everyone literally knows about it, and um, they usually only pay like like the bigger like the really the really big, big you, yeah like the bigger YouTubers and the bigger people that will actually cash out like three hundred thousand. J, you already know JC three hundred thousand five hundred thousand. Like I'm not, you know, not, we're not there yet. For me personally, yeah. I'm not there yet. So hopefully, hopefully later on down the road, I'll be able to get there. And these people pay the high too. Like these store owners pay fucking high, dude. Yeah, that's that's another thing I want to talk about. Like, because then they pay high, and then they're like, oh, they paid high. You know, I can charge you high. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> True. So it gives them it gives them the confidence to like charge even higher. Mhm, mhm, and like they sell, bro. They sell out too. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So then, like, oh, I'll just do that again. Yeah. Pe- people will literally charge like two hundred dollars over StockX. The- these these business owners are literally. I I know business owners that are literally paying like lowest ask on StockX. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's they, they, Sometimes crazy. most of them, pay, a lot of them pay higher. I know. Wild. I know. Like I don't Link know how their business is structured. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's something that's always blown my mind is like these stores that have the selling power to price at like a hundred fifty over StockX ta- over StockX price and then still <laughs> charge sales tax. So like you're not really saving anything anywhere. Yeah. And then and then they still yeah. sell all their shit. Like I just don't like I But do they have the selling I, power though? I mean they have to, mm. right? I mean they're not they're not putting it on the shelves at 150 over StockX if they can't move it, right? Dude, I really want to see what their spreadsheets are like. Like, are they really selling it for that? And how yeah. often do they sell them? Yeah. I mean, I be, yeah. A lot of these people, too, like, have investors. 
you yeah, know, have investors and um, they have to cover rent and all this stuff. So I don't know. I mean, like, like, for example, like this is absolutely mind boggling. Like I went to this store at one of these casinos um, here, here in Las Vegas, and uh, I'm not going to expose the store or anything, but I went inside the store to make content because I, I was like, let's go see what kind of steals they got, what kind of steals they got. First shoe I picked up, Volt Golds, Volt Golds 400, Mocha's, oh. Mocha's 650, freaking Smoke Grays 450. I'm like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Like, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was kind of ridiculous. And that's yeah. kind of how it is, like, especially, um, I know it, it's like that in other stores, but like, especially on the strip in Las Vegas, yeah. like, it's crazy. Yeah. Th- that's definitely one of the places where you can charge that though because vegas just gets so many different people from all over the world that yeah. i doubt they're checking stock to see how much the shoe is going for so i honestly believe that they could probably sell them for 450 those gold golds yeah yeah so the person that, has no idea and just like hit the jackpot on some slots yeah exactly. i feel like <laughs> that's kind of like their i feel like that's kind of like their audience people that hit on hit on the jackpot like dang i just yeah I just, I just got a bag let's go spend let's go spend it on some shoes you got, just you got money to burn yeah, the stores exactly. I don't understand are the ones that are like in these malls, like these dying malls, and they're charging like 150 over StockX. Like I don't know how they make sales. Yeah, I don't know. I personally don't know because like there's this guy, he he personally like does bulk. He he buys bulk from me, and all he does he like he pays really well. He either pays lowest ask, or he pays like ten dollars under lowest ask. I'm all right, bet take everything, whatever. Like he, he literally, he literally yeah. took all my bricks. Like last week, he's he he bought like fifteen pairs. He bought all my he bought most of my bricks, and like again, he paid like ten dollars on a lowest ass or like lowest ass. Um, and then what he does is he consigns these shoes to these stores, and I guess these stores like pay absolute like they they give him like a good amount. Whoa. I think they give him like I think he makes like twenty to thirty percent off of what wow. he pays from me. I'm like what. Dang. That's absolutely crazy. I'm gonna need that store uh, for real. Slide them, <laughs> slide them my way. No, but that's the type of thing that makes me wonder about the longevity of where this industry is right now. Is like you're a reseller, you're selling to a reseller, so that the reseller can sell to a reseller, and you started at market. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, how yeah. does this work? I don't know, bro. It's absolutely crazy. And he, like, he literally bought all my fire red fives, my my top three fives, like. Like I, you know, he bought he bought what? What else did he buy from me? I think he bought some Zion's. He bought a few pairs of Yeezys off me. I'm like, dang, you want to pay that much? All right, man. I've had that yeah. for like a few months. Thank you. Does, does my boy need some royal toes? <laughs> <laughs> I have Bro, how too. many royal toes are you holding right now? I uh, I don't have that many. I got like five, and it's oh. nothing big. <laughs> it ain't a thing. It's just I don't hold much, and I've had them for over a year, and I'm just like damn like these things are not gonna move bro i don't know ones are kind of like iffy right now like university ones have been really weird hyper rolls have been really weird um i don't know what's going on but i feel like a lot of people are just holding a lot of pairs so it's not making the the market fluctuate uh, a lot you know everybody wants to hold their shoes now because they want that passive income (laughs) (laughs) it's not it doesn't work like that (laughs) yeah yeah bro it's it's crazy like i'm like dang how much bro because i was paying i know i know george was paying 
absolutely crazy for like hyper rolls and university. Hey, bro, let's not talk about that. I took my losses <laughs> this weekend. I mean, how, how I much were some... you? At... Let, let's talk. About, let's... Okay. How much were you actually paying? I want. I so let's, let's do some math real quick, bro. I sold like five hyper rolls this weekend for two eighty. No and way. I bought them. Two eighty each. Grade yeah. school. Grade school. Yeah. Wow. Okay. They go for under that now too. Wow. Um, yeah. I was buying them for three thirty, three forty. So you took a loss. I took a fat loss, dude. And and were those buys to hold, or did you you just think you could sell dude, them for tax? They were going for that much though when I bought them. I but yeah. I paid like I paid like ask because I was gonna I was gonna raffle them off, but oh, I raffled okay. off all the ones I could have raffled off. I raffled off like probably like five. So mm-hmm. I made my money back in the raffle. So but I took I took some fat losses. Damn, that's crazy. But you that know, I just had to, I had to get it over with because it was probably just going to go even lower <laughs> damn that's interesting though that is interesting like same exact thing with the smoke rays you know smoke rays are doing ash right now i mean they've gone up since last year <sighs> bro not, not a lot though not that much i mean <laughs> like i remember i made a video of the smoke rays and i was like dang that's it it's over smoke rays gonna go up because the baby warm and like i got <laughs> I like remember an that absolute video. clown, bro, and like now they're now they're just doing now they're not doing too well. I mean, like there's some pairs at like three hundred dollars plus, but like not all of them. They're still some of them are still at like two ninety, two eighty. What's crazy yeah. is that the smoke mids are doing better than the highs. <laughs> I know a lot of these mids are doing way better than the highs. A lot of them. <laughs> crazy. One thing I want to try. There's just one guy that like he's like super casual with holding. Um, but he only holds size seven shoes, size seven Jordan ones, mm. and he does really well. Yeah, mm. you told me about like the, the the seven men's. Yeah, those are the ones that fluctuate in price the most. Like when oh. when you when, when you hold them, mm. he was holding smoke or not smokes. Um, girl, what's that Quartz? one? Core purples. purples. He was buying them for like two hundred dollars in size seven. I have Dang. no idea what they are now, but I know they're a lot more than. Two hundred dollars. And how and how was he getting them? Was he getting them from StockX? That's what I was gonna say. He's just putting in the super low bids, grabbing them, and holding shoes he likes, and then yeah. selling them for the high when but they fluctuate all size up. seven. Yeah, that's all size seven. Oh, I I see how that would work because you're just you're just playing both ends of the volatility. Yeah, more or less. Size and then seven you pick, is the one that fluctuates the most. Right, because there's no supply. So like, if you're listening to this, and that doesn't make sense to you. There's so few pairs out there that like when somebody wants to sell them, there's just not that many people trying to buy them. So mm-hmm. they'll go low. But then sometimes like if you need a size seven men's and that's what you want, there's not that many pairs on the market. They'll sell really high. So they just kind of mm-hmm. bounce up and down. Yeah. In Asia, the most popular size is a size seven as well. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That might be something to think about, boys. Yeah. So. I like that. I like that. That's, <laughs> that's very interesting. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> the yeah, new if, you me, if you see me putting out a call for size sevens, you'll know why. <laughs> Better get a bag. No, that that's that's definitely interesting though. Should um, we start the new wave, blue blue fury style on size seven ones? Oh my goodness, dude! <laughs> oh my gosh, Just bro! Suck up the whole supply of size sevens. <laughs> <laughs> but the weird thing is, it's only Jordan ones that do that. Oh yeah, right. Very right. interesting. Dun- dunks don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, huh? They don't fluctuate like that. Well, not size seven. <laughs> I mean, I figure just you just need a low supply count is the is the variable there. That too, yeah. 
I know he holds a he holds size. It's either size twelve and a half or thirteen and a half Yeezys as well. Ah, huh. Yeah. By the ones way, that, ones a, that aren't very popular. At a at a quick glance on like Shadow Two O's, which just dropped, the bids on size seven on StockX are only eight dollars apart. So you you probably got to pick wisely, like the shoes that have big spreads. Okay. Yeah. Right. What is it at actually right now? A size seven men's. Uh, sell now is two fifty eight. Buy now is two sixty six. That's low key really good. Like that's pretty cheap for a size seven Jordan one. Yeah. Because what what are what are smoke grays at right now? Size seven men's. I, the size seven is two sixty six and two fifty eight. If you go to the bigger sizes like ten and a half, lowest ask is two twenty five. For smoke grays. Smoke, and smoke grays. Oh, oh, I'm tripping. I said shadow. So oh oh, you want to compare to the smokes? I got you. Yeah yeah. yeah. Might be. I totally like missed what you said. Uh, lowest ask is three forty eight on the smokes. Yeah. See mm. how much how much a size seven is. Dang. So that might be a good investment. You could you could easily make a hundred dollars off. Oh, that. I see. I see. Yeah. Selling for two fifty eight. Selling for three fifty. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, tough, like uh... some of those, some of those money colorways, like a, uh, like core purples, like a, like if a color, like a oh UNC ones. I have no yeah. idea what they're at right now, but I guarantee you a size seven in like a year is going to be some bread. Yeah, I, I feel that. that. I feel that. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see. We'll see. I, I after um after I make some bread off my XRP. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> I wanna I wanna look at that again. <laughs> oh my Re-evaluate. gosh! This is like this is what our second episode right now, or no, third, our third, third episode. I think I've talked about XRP in like our last two episodes. Yeah, it seems to be on your mind, <laughs> man. Because I, I lost a good, a good amount of red, but it's okay You're though. Right. I, I, I only for the long term. Exactly. I believe in it. Yeah, I believe in it, bro. You got to huddle. You got to have those diamond hands, baby. Let's go. Yep. Hey, XRP to fifty dollars, easy. Yes, sir. Once it hits fifty, hey, uh, I, I gotta say bye bye to the sneaker reselling. I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, because that's a bag. I have 21,000 coins. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I've been speaking I've been... of bye bye to sneaker reselling. Do you guys ever see yourself moving out of uh, out of sneakers? Or will it always be like something around for mm. you guys? Um for me personally, I kind I, I I have a passion for this because like I had to like actually work my way up to get to this point right now. So mm-hmm. um for me, like sneakers will always be a part of my life because it's it was something that I was never able to afford. But it's oh, it has been oh, it has been always something that I've wanted to surround myself with. And um, <clears throat> you know, now that I'm able to be around it, and now that I'm able to, I'm able to afford it, um, you know, I definitely want to like be here for a minute. But like, um, yeah, I, I would say I would say so. I I mean, later on down the road, you know. God, God knows, only God knows where, where I'm going to be later on down the road. But um, let's just say I get into real estate. I still want to have uh, sneaker reselling as like, even it's like a side hustle, if that, if it were to happen. But I, I definitely see myself um, around shoes for like a really, really long time for sure. Yeah, I would say, I would say I'm just like, I just want to do what I like every day. So as long as I'm enjoying sneakers, I don't really see myself going anywhere else. But I think it's possible that at some point, like I wake up and I want to try something else and that happens. So, you know, yeah. I, uh, 
We'll see what happens. Yeah, because I don't think Dom has been around shoes as long as me and you have, Dylan. What? I don't think... Wait, have you, um, Dom, been around Um, shoes for a while? I wasn't really into sneakers before I started reselling. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've I've been around shoes for a really long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't don't really see it. Maybe reselling, not as much, but Mm -hmm. definitely I'll be around the sneaker culture. Yeah, 1,000%. And, like, going back to what Dom said, like, happiness is, like, my main key right now like that's like my main goal happiness always um mm-hmm. not having to worry about money my health has to like has to be like my number one though um as you guys know like my like my, my thing with like balance right now is like really really important um so yeah just, just those things as long as i have those things and as long as like i'm on the right right track on of me accomplishing my main goals mm-hmm. then um you know then then we'll see we'll see what happens then one thousand percent, man. You already know the vibes, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hi, bro. Another, another, another question for for the for the group. Where do you where do you see yourself in five years, or where do, where do you, would you like to see yourself in five years from now? Go ahead, Dom. Sure. The one the one thing that's interesting in my mind is like, well, first of all, like I said, I want I want somebody who does my content for me, and not just video editing, but like someone who can get help me with ideas can, you know, cut my content for every relevant platform and like be someone between an editor and a strategist, you know, you're just the brains. Um, mm-hmm. What do you say? You're like the brains of the operation and they do like yeah. the, the heavy lifting and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. At least on the editing side and the distribution side, uh, that's okay. something I really want. A store is something that's been really interesting to me because on the one hand, it sounds like, Dude, I think like just being in person and getting to like be around a bunch of people and like just just run it day to day <laughs> would be super fun. But I also think it would get really tiring to like have yeah. the responsibility of ha- of like needing to run it every day. Yeah. So I go back and forth on that. Like I feel like it'd be really really fun, but you'd also need some really good employees on deck so you're not just like forced yeah, to go in overload. every single day. Overload, yeah. exactly. So that's something like ideally I have a balance where I have a team of people who like help me run a store to where I can go in and work the counter on days that I think it would be fun, but I'm not required to be there every day. Um, mm-hmm. And then somebody who helps me run content and just like build this thing up. Like that's, I think that's the best way I'd put it. In five years. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be in five years. Okay. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's realistic or not. I might be. No, I mean, that could, right. yeah, I could see that. I could see that in like the next two. Yeah. I could, <laughs> too. I could too. That's true. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. So like, for me personally, for me personally, I, I want to have like multiple rental, rentals of property. Um, so I, I want to get into like the real estate investing side of, of things. Like I'm definitely like delving into that right now. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of just, you know, getting getting more knowledgeable on it because I've been I've been surrounding myself with like that group of people. Right. So people that are already doing it, like I've networked so much with, you know, bigger real estate creators on TikTok and um you know, it's definitely something that I that I that I want to continue to get into as I as I grow. Um, <clears throat> another thing too. So there's like there's a few things. So and then the second thing would be, like, so so you were talking about having a shop, right, Dom? And um, mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I kind of have a different perspective with a shop. I either want to have a shop, or I want to, or I want to have a warehouse. And the warehouse is basically going to have like all my stock and like basically when I'm traveling. 
I can have a bunch of employees at this warehouse fulfilling all my orders online. So okay. I think, I think that'd be another pretty dope thing to have, or just like to think about. And then another thing would be, um, having like different sources of income where I don't know. I, I, I was actually thinking about having like my own course, like a really, really like good detailed course or, um, like a coaching call, like mentorship for people that want to start their own business or something like that. Do I think, I think that'd be really dope. Like not even just in five years, I think like within this year or like the next few years, you know, I definitely want to um, brainstorm and, and think about those things as well. Yeah. So again, I'll just, you know, I, I just, I just, I want to see like what else I enjoy personally. Because obviously, I really enjoy the sneaker reselling part of things, and um, just reselling things in general. But I also, I also see myself in uh, investing real estate. Because you know, you know, for me, like I, I personally like taking risks, especially being at a young age that you know we're we're all in right now. I like, I like be, being able to take risks. So, like, like for example, like I put a lot of money into crypto put a lot of money into stock um into stocks and then i put a majority of my money into my business so uh you know i've, I've just been experimenting with different things that i enjoy uh and and I, I i like learning so as i continue to grow and as i continue to keep growing i want to i want to continue to um just keep thinking about other things from that as well george where you had five years in five, bro, I've been thinking about this whole time. You guys have been talking. <laughs> um, dude, where do I see myself in five years? Or where do I want to be? I definitely, I want to have a store, but like like you said, Dom, I don't want to be running it. Like, I want to be the owner of it. Right. And like, have a, have a say in everything that's going on. But I want right. to be able to find, like, a core of people that I, I extremely trust and just, like, mess yeah. with. Be able to run it for me. Yeah. Like, I can I trust just... them with everything. I would just want to run it on the days where I feel like running it and then let other people handle it the rest. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, because I, I want to do so many things. Like, I don't know if, like, being at a store would be worth it for me. Because mm-hmm. I want to I be able to have the uh, YouTube my main my main thing. That's always what I wanted to do ever since right. like, I was, like, 10. Right. So definitely want to see YouTube be, like, the main thing I'm doing. And everything is kind of just, like, revolving around youtube you know what i mean like i'll use youtube as like my piggy bank <laughs> and kind of like fun fun projects that i want to do and stuff like that i mean exactly. yeah I, I definitely see sneakers being in that in that five-year thing i also want a warehouse too like you said Dylan. there's like a space where i can do whatever i want yeah i i, I like that i like the i like that idea too bro mm-hmm. so i mean most of, I, I i i agree with you guys on like the trustworthiness of like especially when you hire employees or just people that are around you, because mm-hmm. I I've been through an experience where I've, I've had, when I was a smaller, um, when I was like smaller than I, than I am now, like when I had like a thousand followers on, on Instagram, on my business Instagram, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I started hiring like different employees and it's funny because one of the employees that I hired, um, he came into work one day and he wanted some, he wanted a pair of shoes. I think it was like, it was a very, 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 very cheap pair of shoes. And like, he could have easily paid, paid it off with like two or three days worth of work. But anyway, 
um, he he paid me he paid me for the shoes and then he got a call from his aunt like the same day and he goes and her and his aunt goes like where's the money where's my eighty dollars or whatever and then you know they were getting they were getting like a heated argument I guess like my employee stole the money from his aunt so that so that he can give me the money um, for the shoes and like I kind of had to like back away from him like not surround myself with him because you know i, I don't want to have that i don't want to have that worry because like even back then i didn't even have spreadsheets so like if you would have stole something from me i wouldn't i wouldn't have known you know so um yeah it was, it was pretty scary so i was like no i don't i have to have people that i actually trust and I, that i know so yeah, yeah I that can agree. definitely be one of the most difficult things moving yeah. forward is just like finding someone you trust yeah easy but, but, but you never know what people's sp- intentions are yeah you got to spend a lot don't you have to like spend a lot of time with them like I, I i'm actually really curious like how do these how do these business owners like what is the process of them like hiring different people right well, a lot like, of them are just like people they've known forever like they've gone to high school with like they're close with yeah and i don't think yeah. they're just random people off the street yeah 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 i, I was thinking like even just hiring a shoe cleaner like i wouldn't even want to bring in someone that i don't already know personally yeah Mm, yeah. because it's like just the risk that comes with that where like you have a lot of money like a lot of your money in inventory and then you have Mm -hmm. to trust someone with all of that Mm -hmm. and like i know a lot of us are going through this too like what do you guys think about hiring like an account manager that manages your dms and stuff never you know because yeah exactly i i I personally trust I wouldn't trust anyone to like have my, my passwords or anything like that because mm-hmm. oh, then they'll, no. you know, yeah. like th- then, then they may ruin something that, that, that you work so hard for throughout your life. Exactly. And whatever they say or do directly uh, reflects you. So, yeah. Like, if, they, then, if they have bad customer service, they're going to think it's you and they're going to think you're like a shitty person or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's, think that's... the move, the move in my head for relieving DMS, like when I have too many is to sell somewhere else. Like get on a website and just like, man, I was I was talking to um, the OG Hank from uh from Cam Cam's Kicks and oh, um, Hank the Tank Hank the Tank yeah, the boy um, he's he's doing well he's he's opening up a store soon he just set up a website so I've been asking him like what what he's doing for payment processing because I've talked to both of you guys about how hard it is to deal with payments on websites and mm-hmm. he's paying. So he's doing the Shopify, right? And he's on another processor that's taking a 2.9% fee. And then he's taking the Shopify 2.6% fee. It's like five and a half percent on every sale. So, mm. I mean, I don't know what my point is other than that like, bad. That's not that bad. Like goat, goat is still like 13%. So like <laughs> goat is 13%. In that, aspect, in that aspect, it's pretty good. Yeah, I might have to get on that because I just imagine like one... George, how, how have sales been converting for you on your Instagram? It's been kind of slow lately. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just been kind of slow. Because my, my whole thought has been like, how can I how can I show my inventory to people in a way that's like most effective for them to find what they want? And putting it on an Instagram feed is just not the way because it's not organized by size. It's not yeah. super e- it's not super easy to scroll through. And then like some of my posts, like, you know, I have 15,000 followers no 19 19,000 followers on my business almost page 20. Like, almost yep. 20 
And some of my um, some of my posts will get like 18 likes. Like just no one's messing yeah. with that shoe. Whereas like I know if it were on a website like size 13, like you look at size 13, you see that shoe, it might get purchased. So I think I have a problem of like, how do I show my inventory to people in the most effective way possible? And then you save time too when people buy off of a website. So I'm kind of thinking like, maybe that five and a half percent's worth it. Yeah, I think it is. I just need to find that processor. My yeah. he's using he's using my user. It's called I can I can give you more of the details after the podcast. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely look into that. It's it. it's um it's for high risk industries. So, yeah, man. Because because you see you see a lot of these business owners and like they're, they're everyone's filing chargebacks on their website, which is like horrible. You know, makes them lose yeah. a lot of money. That's also yeah. like I want to build a community that hopefully would not do that to me <laughs> right. that's why i'm, that's I'm not trying to mess with tiktok too much right now because the vibe is not too good with resellers over there <laughs> so <laughs> that is like true just, i feel like they would just charge back on a shoe and they just wouldn't even think twice about it yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that very very soon on this podcast yeah and like you know i don't know everyone hates resellers on tiktok right now <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> interesting I'm I'm not like I said I'm not watching what's going on on TikTok as closely, so I'll need like a week to prep. But I feel the vibes. Like I was getting comments like that too, and it's just so. I don't know it's weird. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like everyone's like hopping on like the reps wave, like the reps wave right now. So, um, I don't know how. I, I, for me personally, I, I don't think like it's gonna it's gonna last that long. Like yeah. for us, especially you know us three right now, I feel like all you got like the solution is just evolving you literally just got to keep pushing and just keep working like 100%. you don't gotta you don't don't worry about the outside noise because again the people that are buying these reps are just trying to fit into the community like you know what i mean like i, I don't know for me I, I don't care what you spend your money on just don't resell the reps you know what i mean because yeah. there's a lot of people like there's a lot of people working so hard to like obtain these sneakers that that they they've saved five hundred dollars a thousand dollars for and like People are getting scammed left and right every single day. Yeah, fix, yep. fix, fix, fix. Just, I got a, I got another group question. If you guys are down, I don't know how long <laughs> the podcast has been going on for. for sure, it, but yeah, we should, ahead, we yeah. should wrap up soon. I think this cuts off at ninety minutes, and I got to yeah. crash in too for the event. That's fine. That's but, fine. Let, but let's get the question. Let's get the question. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So with this industry, hate is inevitable. Um, how do you, yeah. how do you guys deal with it, or how do you respond to it, if you do? Um, how do you respond to it? So for me, or how do you deal with it? I, I, I tend to like, when I started, I used to like always respond to the negative comments mm -hmm. and, um, you know, it, it used to like bring me down, but now I just ignore it. And I just try to inhale as much positivity as I can, because the more negativity you inhale, like the more negative your life will be and then vice versa. So for me, like, I really don't care. Usually, usually sometimes I'll, I'll even make a joke out of it. Like I'll troll them back. Cause if you're trolling me, I'll troll you back. Like I, I really don't care. And then like if, and then, some, and then most of the time I'll just ignore it. Like I said, like, I don't really have to waste my energy on that. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I feel that. I just think about it. Like when I turn off the screen, it's not even a thing. Like it doesn't actually, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't actually affect <laughs> me out here. So, I mean, a couple of things I've done, I pretty much ignore it like 99% of the time. Here, here's, here's how I cut it off, right? If somebody's hating on me, but I think it's actually genuinely misunderstood and there's like 
a way that we can have a real conversation out of it. Sometimes I'll extend the branch and try to do that. But when I know it's just like pure troll, you know, like just someone trying to fuck with you completely, I just ignore all that. And uh, one of the things for me is like, dis- I just try to disconnect from my social media. I try to go on it enough to engage with the loyal followers. And I try to disconnect enough to where I'm not chasing likes. I'm not chasing views and I'm not like too worried about any comments, good or bad. And another thing, another thing that's interesting is like, when you get too attached to the pot, this is something Gary Vee says all the time. And I've really been feeling this is like when you get too attached to the positive comments, right? Like when Mm -hmm. you put something out and you just sit there and you wait for like good things to come in, because I know all three of us have enough support to where anything we post most likely the first hour or two is going to be mostly love. Right. I don't know if you guys agree with that, but that's how I feel with my stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. If, if you're sitting there waiting for that and you want that validation, right. And you're just looking for it, then you're really going to feel the negative comments. So kind of get to a place where like you look at them both the same where it's like, okay, cool. Like that's dope that somebody's showing me love, but I'm going to do my thing regardless. Like I'm not doing this to please that person, even though I'm super happy that they're fucking with what I'm doing. But then on the flip side, when somebody's hating genuinely, cause some people just don't like you as a person like it's just the nature of humanity like there's no matter where you sit like personality wise there's somebody who's very different who doesn't fuck with your vibes and there's a lot of people who are similar who do fuck with your vibes but just like take them all in the same stride like okay cool that person fucks with me like that's dope but but it's not it doesn't matter and then this person doesn't fuck with me like that's cool too like they can do their thing right one thousand percent and i agree with that because you know, a lot of people focus on the on the positive comments and like and they then they get all big headed and then like they and then the same people focus on the negative comments and then they get all down and shit. Right. And then yeah. they got to go fight with every negative comment because because those comments because it's because people get in a position where they're using the comments for validation. That's why they love the positive comments so much and fight back on the negative so much. And it's like you kind of just I feel like you just got to get above that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1000%. What about you, George? I really like what Dom said. Yeah. 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 But I'm, yeah, I'm just at a point where, like, I don't care, bro. Like, you could say anything to my face, bro, online. <laughs> I could care less. Like, honestly, on both hate comments that I get, like, I just say, like, yeah, you're right, bro. My fault. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah, just agree with him. Yeah, George, George remember the, uh, the sneaker like, my con? Fault, do better, bro. The sneaker con post? <laughs> yes. <bro. laughs> Hashtag suffering from success. <laughs> oh my gosh bro you just yeah, learn to not care to a certain extent yeah exactly 100%. exactly and i feel like a lot of people are going through the same thing right now listening to this podcast so just ignore it just really ignore it and like it's, it'll keep... definitely be hard in the beginning though yeah trust me oh yeah, yeah. It, everybody's be... gonna have that that point of like you don't know how to deal with it because it's your first time mm-hmm. and and it it escalates when you're really like popping i don't know if you guys feel that like the more the more people the more people that don't normally see your content end up seeing Mm. your content the more those kind of comments come in and i think that's when you yeah and when you recognize that it's just like part of the wave like it's like a cycle or it's like a a pattern that just consistently plays out you realize it doesn't actually have anything to do with you yeah like like it's just look at uh cam's kicks how fast people were trying to bring him down right mm. and it was all it was all love when he was early in the come up and then it quickly mm-hmm. it's so quickly turned to the point where like it was all hate and now it's just kind of like leveled out i feel like you got to realize the people that are talking shit like they don't care about you like no. the people that watch your videos they care you know they watch your stuff they like you but the people that like see all that stuff they don't care they're not your fans they're not watch you they don't care, you know 
That's true. That's true too. That's, that's the way I look at it. Like, bro, they they mean nothing. Yeah, hundred percent. And and they're never gonna they're never gonna come back anyway. So why care? I mean, you know, maybe they do. You know, face to face. That's a nothing <laughs> situation. But yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you about that life, George? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but, you oh know, push God. game to shove. You know. <laughs> Man, 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 this this was a good podcast for sure. And um, yeah, man, it, this was very knowledgeable. I feel like a lot of people will learn a lot from this podcast. So like just, like just a group thing too, like what do you think we should call this podcast? Dude, I could not tell you. We were all over the place. Because, yeah, we were because, all over the place. But because, but yeah, because I know been... I know Dom's going to ask. He's, he's, he's going to test me. He's like, bro, what, do you, what are you going to think? So like I, I personally <laughs> don't know. So like um, uh, – yeah, the first 30 minutes was straight YouTube, but then we've really gone on to all kinds of things. I got to say, this yeah. is a really good one. I thought this yeah. was a really we, good we episode. We covered a lot of bases. Yeah, 1,000%. Sure. No, I, I'll, I'll probably – we'll think of something. And we'll do like a like something we did on the last podcast, Dom. Like where we're just yeah. like strat, like how to grow your social media plus blah, 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 blah. You know? We'll think about that. Yeah, again. yeah. A series we... of topics discussed over an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> But sure but yeah man let's uh should we close this out or do you have to say do you have something else to say Don? i think we've hit everything i wanted to talk about all right perfect all right guys thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast if you guys haven't already please make sure you guys go leave us a review on apple podcast because i know that you guys can do it on there make sure you guys go follow us on all social media platforms especially the podcast um uh, sneaker reselling 101 podcast on spotify Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys go follow Dom on his on his social media. Dom, you want to go ahead and uh, shout that out real quick? Yeah. Uh, one thought as like the editor, I guess, of this podcast, which is not a lot of work, but I should start tagging all the socials for all of us down below. Dylan, yeah. we should get on like a group notes on Apple and just save like an ending line and I'll just copy and paste it in every time. But we'll talk yeah. about that. But um, yeah. 760.dom on Instagram, 760.dom on TikTok, 760.kicks on Instagram is my business page. If you need to buy something, hit me up there. But um, I'm thinking more and more I'm going to transition to a website soon. YouTube is 760kicks TV. I do have a personal podcast too called the 760cast, which has been pretty dormant for the past like four months, but we might be bringing that back soon. So uh, yeah, that's everything. Awesome, man. Yes, make sure I go follow my boy there. And George, you want to go ahead? Uh, yeah, go buy my shoes on Sneaker Suit Play Instagram. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> all right, guys. Make sure you guys go follow me on all um, personal platforms at D-S-N-G-L-A-Y and my shop Instagram at designer underscore E-T-C, D-S-I-G-N-E-R underscore E-T-C. Until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. And always remember, don't sleep. We got the <laughs> Shout out, George, guest number one on the pod. Yes, yes sir. it's been an yes, honor. Sir. Much I'm love, humbled. guys. All right, peace out. Thanks for listening, guys.